than the other, so that when he worked his nose, he looked like Uncle Vanya. He lived in the wall, in a hole in the baseboard, one of those gothic arches you see in cartoons. Inside, he would sleep in a bed made out of a sardine can. I called him Wally. Next time he stuck out his head, I was going to brain him with the stapler. It would be the acme of my week. It was March, a muddy one, with the remains of a February blizzard going like sixty in the storm drains, and all the feral spouses and politicians to let seemed to have given up their bad habits for Lent. That left me with time to shred some old files and make room in the stove-in green cabinets for the heap on the desk. It was pleasant enough work, demanding little from the faculties of reason, and the noise made by those ancient infidelities and aging runaways as they passed through the blades sounded like jet planes taken off for exotic destinations. I was stuck in Detroit, but that was okay. Most Detroiters don't live there by choice. I'd paid off the mortgage on my house near Hamtramck and had a little money in the bank from the spike and shady behavior that always takes place around the middle of January when the New Year's resolutions run out of gas. With luck, it would hold me through Easter. You could set your calendar by the season of impiety that followed. So I was caught off guard when the door to my shallow reception room opened from the hall, breaking a connection and setting the buzzer going. I almost never get business off the street. It comes over the telephone from my display ad in the yellow pages, from referrals and lawyers I've worked with in the past. Even when things are brisk, I can go weeks without a heartbeat in the place except mine and the mouse's. I could just as well work from home, but that sort of thing leads to wearing a bathrobe in the afternoon and related types of sloth. I'm lazy enough without encouragement. As luck would have it, mine anyway. Wally's pointed snout poked out of his hole just in time for the sudden noise to scare him back inside. I put the stapler back in the drawer with the walnuts I used it to crack open and dusted the flakes of domestic upheaval off my lap just as my visitor entered the center of empire. He was a bald man with a carroty fringe and the exaggerated features of a toby mug and built along those lines. A blazer that fit him the way a borrowed jacket in a ritzy restaurant fit anyone wore the logo of a local TV station on the breast pocket. His neck was red and rashy from the struggle against the tie that closed his collar with a knot as hard as a ball bearing. It was a spread collar, but getting it buttoned would be a daily challenge and put blisters on his fingers. His neck had been engineered to hold up something a lot bigger than his head, but it was a big head at that. If he wore a hat, it would have had to...